Welcome everyone, this is Dr. Christine Schaffner and we are speaking today with Carly Stein, the CEO and founder of Beekeepers Naturals. She has a wonderful personal journey about her own health and how she learned to really appreciate the value of bee products, especially propolis. We use a lot of bee products in our treatment of persistent Lyme disease and I think this is a wonderful story about how Carly you know, founded her company and her mission and her vision and her really dedication to quality uh, bee products free of pesticides. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, welcome, Carly. I'm really excited to do this interview, and I really appreciate your time today. So thank you for joining us on the Spectrum of Health podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So we had a mutual friend connect us, and I actually have been hearing about your company and your product line um, for about six or seven months now. So it's um, you know funny how um, the universe works, and so I really feel um, quite honored to have this conversation and just to learn more about your journey and your knowledge, because um, as we were talking before I hopped on the call here, you know, many of my patients who suffer from complex chronic illnesses have tried a variety of different modalities and treatments. And uh, the bees tend to be very powerful in the medicinal benefits that they have and all the different products that will go over in helping people with complex illness. So I just am really excited to have this conversation. And as we dive in, Carly, I know that you have a really um, unique story and that you're, you know, you found the bees and, um, you know, your company through a personal experience. And so if you don't mind sharing that with us, um, we'd love to hear that. Definitely. So I love telling the story because with my company, it really came from an authentic place. I wasn't really, you know, looking to start a company. I was just struggling with my own health and my own autoimmune issues. And I stumbled upon something that really worked for me. So I'll start from the beginning. So I have an autoimmune condition where I can't take antibiotics. Um, and I also have a really weak immune system. So I was chronically dealing with things like strep throat, tonsillitis, um, and just all kinds of immune-related concerns, but I didn't really have a great option for healing or recovery. So that left me constantly sick with no real way to heal myself. And that forced me to kind of start to explore the world of natural products. And I, I was really excited about the bold claims in that space and a lot of the um, interesting things. And what ended up happening was I ended up spending a lot of time and money on things that promised the world and didn't really work. There's so many amazing um, supplements and remedies in the natural world, but for pretty severe viral issues, there's not always things that have kind of the strength without having an adverse effect if you're autoimmune. So I would, I would spend a lot of time and money on these things that would either do nothing or make me sicker. So I was really frustrated. I was constantly sick and run down. And that was just sort of the state of affairs for me. Um, when I was sick, I would be, you know, out of school for like three weeks at a time as a kid. And it was just kind of a rough situation that I had to deal with. And that carried on up until college. And when I was in college, I did a semester abroad. I was studying in Sweden. And at the time I got really severe tonsillitis, I was in Italy. So I was in Florence, Italy. And my tonsillitis progressed to a place where I was having a really hard time breathing. It was it progressed pretty rapidly. Um, and I was going to have to come home because when you're abroad and you can't take antibiotics, and you're struggling with something like that, you're really left with no option. So I was devastated about, you know, having to miss out again. But I was really sort of in a situation where my hands were tied. But I was looking for anything to keep me out there because I was I was hopeful that maybe I could figure something out and cure myself. And I went into a pharmacy when I was in Florence 
And the pharmacist took one look at me and saw my very, very swollen cheeks. And she said, you need propolis. And I'd never heard of propolis at that time, um, which was also interesting because I fancied myself to be pretty well-versed in the natural health world, but I'd never tried it. And I was like, sure, you know what? I'll try anything. I'm desperate. What is it? And she's like, it's from the bees. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's a honey derivative or some sort of Italian honey. And she was like, no, completely different substance, propolis. So I didn't know, like many of us at that time, that the bees did anything beyond honey. But I was like, sure, you know what? I'll try it. So I purchased this propolis stuff. I start using it. In about five days, I made a pretty significant recovery. And so for me, what happened was propolis functioned in my body the way antibiotics do for normal people. But for me, without any of the adverse effects. So I had, for the first time, had a real recovery experience. And if there's, you know, for any of the autoimmune listeners or listeners with um, chronic immune-related concerns, it's really hard to find something that actually helps your helps to sort of stabilize your immune system, but when your autoimmune also doesn't send it into overdrive. So for me, propolis acted as an immunomodulatory agent, and it helped me to really recover and heal. So that was a pretty remarkable experience. And I was able, I made a full recovery. I was able to continue my time abroad. And um, as I was traveling around Europe, they're so progressive with natural health. I started seeing different bee products everywhere and I started incorporating them into my routine. So I, I would, I remember in France, I saw these ingestible beauty supplements with royal jelly and then brain related supplements. And in Copenhagen, I was getting pollen on my smoothies. And so I started really incorporating these different superfoods from the hive into my routine and I was feeling better than ever. I was, you know, I didn't get sick for the rest of my trip. And typically I would get sick every few weeks and I was just feeling amazing. And so I I'd finally found my thing. I found something that worked for me, still not even thinking about starting a company, but just really excited that I'd finally sort of solved my problem. So I finished up my semester abroad, came back home to finish up college in Canada, where I'm from. And it was my final year. And uh, of course, with the stress of midterms, I got sick again. My, I had a really severe throat issue. And this time I wasn't as concerned because I was like, you know what? I know what I need. This isn't such a big deal anymore. I just need to get some propolis. So I went to every single health food store looking for propolis. Nobody really knew what I was talking about because it's just not that commonplace in North America, I learned. And I finally found some propolis at this farmer's market. And I found this beautiful, organic, artisanal bottle of propolis. It was $40. So it was quite expensive for a little tincture. But I, it worked for me and I needed it. So I purchased the propolis. I went home and used it and I had a really severe allergic reaction to it. And at that time I was also a TA for my chemistry class. So I ran a toxicity panel on the propolis I had purchased. And I realized that there was, you know, some pretty significant exposure to pesticides and that's why I reacted. So I was feeling really terrible. I was like, I know what I need, but I definitely cannot get it in the quality that I need it. Um, to work for my body. And so after, you know, feeling kind of down about that, I, I was like, you know what, I'll just take matters into my own hands. And I guess I have to do this myself and run quality control. So I'll just start beekeeping. So I found a beekeeping mentor and I started beekeeping in the middle of the forest on Vancouver Island. So it was very remote and far away from pesticides. And um, I just kind of fell in love with it. I remember the first time I went out there and saw the hives, I was just kind of instantly captivated and I started learning all about the bees and the impact they have on our environment and just the critical role they play in pollination. And then beyond that, learning more about the different hive superfoods from royal jelly to pollen and learning about it in a more in-depth way. And that's where being a student also really came in handy because I was able to pull on my university database and see what research was actually published in this cool class of supplements. And so I 
started just, I just really became obsessed with the bees and everything that they do. And I started reading about all of the different benefits of their products and then also incorporating them into my own routine and making different cool blends with other plant-based ingredients. And it just kind of became my passion. And I, you know, I was spending all this time at the hives and I started sharing these products I was making with my roommates. And next thing you know, people on campus were Facebook messaging me looking to buy these products. And I started selling them to people on campus for immune boosting and it worked. And so that was kind of the first moment where I was like, okay, this stuff has, it's obviously working for a population beyond myself. It's, you know, and there's some substantiated research and I've kind of refined the process. There might be something here, but I was really too scared to kind of explore that in more detail. Um, And then it came time to graduate and I had a job offer out of school at a hedge fund. And it makes a lot more sense to your friends and family to take the hedge fund job than it does to start a bee product company. Everyone already thought I was crazy (laughs) in the first place. Um, So I took the job. I was at this hedge fund for about 10 months and then I was recruited by Goldman Sachs. So I started working at Goldman as a trader and it was during that time that I really kind of started to feel that I I need to move towards entrepreneurship. So I had a really great experience at Goldman. I learned a lot, um, a lot of the skills that I picked up at Goldman, I, I take into my work now, but it was never something that I wanted. I've always kind of been this like nature hippie chick and, you know, working as a trader, it just, it wasn't inspiring for me. I really wanted to do something with impact and something related to wellness or the environment or both. Um, and I was just, I was just kind of living a job that wasn't authentic to who I am and working crazy hours. And over time that led to me feeling a real lack of purpose and ultimately feeling really depressed. And so I sat down with myself and I did the type A thing to do. When you feel depressed, I made a spreadsheet about happiness and I tried to identify in my life at what points I was the happiest and what I was doing that I could control that made me so happy. And the thing that I kept coming back to was working with the bees and making products. Like those were that was really my happy place. That was something that was very in my control that um, when I was in that space, I felt really fulfilled. And so I was living between Toronto and New York, so I couldn't exactly keep bees, but I could order some lab equipment off Amazon and turn my studio apartment into its own little laboratory and order some bulk bee product from my mentor in British Columbia and make them. And so I figured that will just be my hobby. The same way you have, you know, some of us have friends who love scrapbooking or baking or have some cool hobby with that, that allows them to give gifts to us. I figured I'll just make bee products and I'll hook my friends and family up during Christmas. And this is just what I'll do in my spare time. Um, so I, I started doing that and it quickly grew and I started st- going to um, pop-up shops and farmer's markets to share my product on evenings and weekends. And I started getting some incredible feedback from customers. And that was sort of the second point where I was like, this might be something. So I started having customers that were just dedicated to the product and would reach out and share their personal healing, their healing stories. And um, one customer really stands out. I had this woman who she shared, she has a six-year-old son who had a variety of autoimmune from Hashimoto's to some more rare things. Um, And he also had chronic strep throat and propolis was the only thing that worked for him. And she would send me videos of him using it and send me these like really beautiful emails. And that's when I really kind of realized there there is a group of people who could really benefit from this in the same way I did. And I, and I really want to share it. And then at the same time, I was having customers reach out asking me if I could ship product to their sister-in-law in Chicago or, you know, people in different parts of the world. So I set up a website to allow me to ship all across the U.S. and Canada. And it just kind of grew organically. I think I was so 
I was so obsessed with these products and it came from such an authentic place. And then, you know, standing at the farmer's markets, I had this really direct customer feedback loop. So in the early days, I really was able to perfect product and get all of the um, feedback right there. So I really, I really just it kind of happened organically. So I set up this website and next thing you know, I had a distribution company approach me in Canada and they wanted to launch the product in Whole Foods Canada. And it got to this place where I was selling product in 600 stores across Canada. I was shipping internationally and I was still working this double life on the trading floor at Goldman Sachs. And at that point in time, I was like, you know what, this company actually, it seems to be working um, and somebody has to run it. And I really want it to be me. It's really my dream job. So after several panic attacks and going back and forth and all of the fear that comes with leaving a very stable job that that also really feeds into your identity, um, I finally left. I, I had I gathered the courage to leave. And at that point in time as well, everyone thought I was crazy. My friends and family actually interventioned me because they thought I was making the biggest mistake of my life, which was quite scary when taking such a large financial and financial and career risk that I was already, yeah, so it was, it was a scary time. Um, but I, I made the leap and I actually took a little bit of my savings and um, a little bit of savings I had left since I put everything into the company. And I booked a flight to Indonesia. I wanted to go to Europe just to kind of get away from everyone, put my head down and work because everyone thought this was such a bad idea, but I couldn't afford the cost of living in Europe. So I went to Southeast Asia where it's a little bit more manageable. And I spent three months in Southeast Asia. I worked out of a co-work space every day. I was just completely by myself. Um, and during that time, I brought three new SKUs to market and put together a fundraising plan. And then I came back to North America, raised a little bit of money and got to work. And that was, we raised around about a year and a half ago. And um, in the past year, we've gone from just me to 20, to a 20 person team full time. So it's been some pretty amazing growth. And yeah, that just kind of brings us to today. And we're really, I'm just really excited about how everything's grown. And, um, you know, because it was bootstrapped in the early days and I did a very small fundraise, I didn't have a big marketing budget. So everything, a lot of our growth today, it's really organic. It really comes from, you know, some people trying the product and sharing it with friends and family because of the profound effects they have for their health. Oh, well, I love, you know, the story and, um, you know, you share, of course, your personal health journey that turned into this really passionate purpose that you found yourself in. And I just love um, these synchronistic stories that it's all in retrospect, you right? You look back in your life and see how you were, you know, guided along the way, even, you know, the financial probably education you got, you know, working um, at Goldman Sachs for you to be able to run this business. So thank you for sharing that. And I, I just love your story, Carly. And it's, um, yeah, it's really wonderful to see where you are today. Um, and so there's so much that I want to dive into that you've mentioned. Um, I think the one thing that I, um, I really would love to hear your thoughts and your story, and I know your commitment um, to this whole idea of clean products and this pesticide, um, you know, free commitment, um, because um, as many of my um, listeners know, I see a lot of chronic um, 
patients with chronic illness, they're in their, um, they're more and more ever increasing sensitive patients. Um, there's something called mast cell activation syndrome. And, um, I see a lot more patients that are highly sensitive. And so I think it, um, begs the question that we have to be really mindful of why people are sensitive, um, to certain things. And then, um, this commitment to clean products, because, um, you know, it's the sensitive patients are the canary in the coal mine, right? They're going to be the ones that react and can really tell you if something, you know, is clean or not. And so when you um, talk about, you know, pesticides and, you know, avoiding them, can you just, you know, share, you know, your journey in this and your commitment and, you know, the things that you do so your products are, um, you know, as clean as they can be? Absolutely. This is such a big piece of it for two reasons. One is, I'll start with the health reason. Um, it's Organic bee products and pesticide-free bee products are actually a really big issue today. So the organic label kind of means nothing in the bee product world, unfortunately, because unlike cattle or blueberries, bees, you can't fence them in or they don't stay in one place. They fly and they'll forage for a five mile radius. So if the next door neighbors are doing something dirty or people five miles away are doing something dirty, the bees will fly over and it's highly likely that they'll get access to those pesticides. They'll pollinate the flower covered in pesticides and they bring it back and there's trace amounts in your product. And you know, if you're a normal, healthy person, maybe that doesn't affect you. But if you're autoimmune, just like you said, you can be very sensitive. Or if you're dealing with some other chronic illness, you can be very sensitive and it can, you know, throw your body into a really bad place. And so it is really important to be aware of where your bee products come from. And so what we do to um, basically mitigate that is we do third party pesticide testing on all of our raw products. So we first of all try to work with apiaries that are in the middle of nowhere. A lot of our apiaries are in Canada. Um, we work a bit in Brazil. We try to work in places where there's either a huge land mass and small population, so you can basically keep bees in a forest, or places that don't have the same sort of toxic agricultural system that the U.S. does with the pesticides everywhere and whatnot. Um, so we start off working with sustainable beekeepers who are committed to keeping the bees away from pesticides and just caring for their bees in a more sustainable way. And then beyond that, all of our raw product, before it gets um, put in our bottle, jar, whatever, we send it to our third-party lab in Canada, and we test for every pesticide, toxin, and pollutant in, in accordance with Health Canada, which is more rigorous than the U.S. So we take it really seriously, and that's because of me. I won't make a product that I can't take every day, and because I'm so sensitive, I'm super reactive. Um, so it actually it ended up like a, a health issue ended up being a blessing for me because it forced me to hold the entire company to a really high standard and make products that are accessible for a really broad variety of people. And we are the only bee product company that does that level of testing. And we're really proud of that from a product quality place. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to sustainability, it's also amazing because we can have impact. One of the number one things that's damaging to the bees these days is pesticides, neonicotinoid pesticides. It's the most common class of pesticide used and it really affects their spatial reasoning. And so if we can keep the bees in an environment that's pesticide free and actually monitor it, then we're getting bees away from the very toxin that's poisoning them. And we've actually seen our bees at our apiaries really thrive. Like they are multiplying at a rapid pace, contrary to population trends. So there's definitely something to keeping the bees in a clean space and giving them access to clean pesticide-free food. Yeah, no, that it, you're literally the litmus test, right, for your your products, which is, you know, how you said your sensitivity is a blessing. And I think that's so important because, um, you know, in the U.S., you know, as you said, um, a lot of things are greenwashed and, you know, they're not um, to the standard that 
you know, I'd like to uphold, um, you know, for my patients. So I, I really appreciate the level of rigor that you go, um, you know, um, for your products. Um, so you have a, you have a line, right. Um, of products, Carly and, um, you know, we, I definitely want to dive into propolis and, you know, health benefits about of propolis, because I, I think that's a really, um, it's been important to your healing journey and it's one of your, you know, popular products. And I've seen that work really well in my patients as well. Um, but for somebody who might be new to this idea of, okay, like I thought the bees made honey, I maybe heard of Royal Jelly, there's propolis. Can you just give us a high level overview of really, you know, what are the medicinal products that, um, that the bees make? Definitely. So I will start off with propolis because it, it's my favorite and it radically changed my health. So I'll talk a little bit about how it works in the hive and then how it works for humans as well. So propolis in the hive, you can think of it as the bee's immune system. How it's processed is the bees collect plant and tree resins, unlike honey where they collect floral nectar. So honey comes from flowers, whereas propolis comes from plant and tree resins. So the base ingredient of propolis is a little bit more medicinal, a little more adaptogenic in nature. So anyway, if the bees collect propolis, or the plant and tree resins, and then they combine it with their enzymes, and that's how they make it into propolis. Then they bring it back to the hive, and they use it to line the entire hive and keep it germ-free. They line all the cell walls to create a sterile environment, and they even line the inside of the cell walls for newborn baby bees to create a clean environment for newborns. They also have a front mat at the entrance to the hive called a propolis mat so that everyone can disinfect as they come in. And one really cool fact about propolis, let's say an intruder gets in the hive like a mouse. The bees can sting it and kill it, but they can't physically pick up a dead mouse and carry it out of the hive. So in the event that a mouse gets in, they'll sting it. Um, and, you know, just like us, if there was a decaying body in our living room, we'd get very sick. We'd, you know, th there'd be some disease. So what the bees do is they actually mummify the mouse in propolis. And it's that powerful of an antimicrobial, antibacterial agent that it, it protects the entire hive from a decaying rodent in their living room. So for bees, it's really sort of the ultimate protector. It's the building blocks of their immune system and it's kind of their medicine. And then for humans, it functions very much in the same way. So propolis has over 300 beneficial compounds. It's antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory. It's also really high in antioxidants. So it's really great for both recovery if you're dealing with any sort of immune concern because of its antiviral immune boosting effects. Um, and then also really great for prevention if you're dealing with anything. So it helps to prevent cold, flu, sore throat, and just generally boost your immune system. So really, really helpful for those reasons. Um, and then beyond the immune system, propolis is actually really great for the gut. We, we know now that so many issues start with the gut. And so propolis, it, it's been found to be really helpful for things like colitis, any sort of inflammatory conditions. Um, it's really great for candida as well. It contains pinosembrin, which acts as a fungicide in the body. So even though it tastes sweet, there's zero grams of sugar, and it's actually really safe for a candida, anti-candida protocol. And it really is helpful with leaky gut. It helps to strengthen the tinctures um, in the gut lining or the junctures in, in the gut lining. So really, really great for that. Uh, and then how I use propolis, I like to take propolis every single day. I use it as an immune booster. I used to be sick all the time. And now I very rarely get sick, despite the fact that I'm at a crazy startup and work crazy hours and I'm always traveling. And so I do three, three to five sprays a day. Um, I just kind of keep it in my purse and I spray whenever. And then if I'm feeling run down or I'm traveling or it's cold and flu season, I'll double dose that. And I've found with propolis that the first signs of a sore throat or just anything sort of viral coming on, you can really kind of stop it before it starts. So propolis has for me really been a godsend for my health. I'll also use it topically if I'm getting psoriasis 
Um, I just spray it topically. I'll mix it with a carrier oil and use it as a body moisturizer. And then because it's antibacterial, we have a lot of people who use it kind of as an antibiotic ointment. So they'll use it in for bug bites. Um, they'll use it for burns, anything like that. It's really helpful for burns. I use it a lot for that. Um, and that's just kind of a, a really great overview of propolis. I'm really glad you mentioned the antifungal and the, you know, the anti-candida effect of propolis. I've seen some of my patients do really well with tinctures or oral capsules or even suppositories of propolis. And it can be like a really great tool for the, the gut. So I think propolis is a, a wonderful tool for all the, you know, benefits you shared and, um, you know, really, really versatile. And, you know, I, I've, um, you know, I hope everybody, you know, starts to understand kind of how they can use this and incorporate this in their health um, regime. You have, do you just have a spray or do you have other, um, how, what, how do you um, package your propolis in your, we in do. your so, so we have a few different things. We have a spray um, and that one's just great for kind of on the go. You can, I, I spray it in my mouth every day. I'll spray it into my drinks. Um, I use it topically. I'll spray it into moisturizers. And then we have a kid's propolis formula. And so that one has, it's a combination of propolis and buckwheat honey. There was actually a study done and it found that dextromethorphine was just as effective for chronic uh, pediatric upper respiratory conditions as buckwheat honey. And so when we saw that, we were like, oh my gosh, we definitely have to build a product around that. So that's how our kid's propolis was born and um, really simple formula. It's just pure propolis, our sustainably sourced pesticide-free buckwheat honey, non-GMO vegetable glycerin and purified water. So we have a lot of parents and kids that enjoy that one. And then our bee powered product, which is a superfood honey, it's, you can kind of think of it as combining all the hive superfoods into um, one medicinal grade honey. That one has 43 grams of propolis per teaspoon. So a really good dose of propolis in that one as well. That sounds really wonderful. And then I know some listeners will say, hey, is the buckwheat honey, is that gluten free? I believe it is. Okay. I have to double, double check, check on that yeah. one, but I believe all of our products are gluten-free. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gluten-free and I eat the buckwheat honey, so. Great, great. Yeah, I guess I know that's a common question, and that's my understanding, too, of buckwheat, that it's, um, you know, gluten-free. Um, okay, so you have propolis, and so you did a wonderful, you know, overview of propolis, and I hope that everyone here is, you know, excited to try it if they haven't already. Um, and then, um, you have some other products. Um, Royal jelly is another really common adaptogenic, um, you know, vitality enhancing, you know, um, product from the bees. Can you talk more about Royal jelly? Definitely. So, Royal Jelly, we have Royal Jelly in two of our products. One of one of it, one of them is our Belixir brain fuel shot. So those are shots for brain health. They're for focus, memory, concentration. They're also really great for treating concussions, um, helping to just protect the brain from premature aging and um, boosting energy levels. And then Royal Jelly is also in the medicinal grade honey. I mentioned the Bee Powered, which is again the blend of all the hive superfoods. So I'm a big fan of Royal Jelly. For me, it's really helped with focus, memory, concentration. And then I also do use it to boost my energy levels because I try to avoid coffee. Um, And I'll talk about what it does in the hive. So Royal Jelly is the exclusive food of the queen bee. The same way that I said propolis is the medicine of the hive, I like to think of Royal Jelly as the hive superfood because it's really the only food that the queen bee lives off of. And so all newborn baby bees are given royal jelly for the first three days of development. And then after three days, they're transitioned off onto a diet of honey and pollen. Um, and only the one who's to become queen continues eating the royal jelly. And there's big biological differences between the queen bee and regular bees. So the queen bee 
first of all, she'll live three to five years versus a regular bee during foraging season who lives six to eight weeks. The queen bee can lay up to 1,500 babies a day, whereas regular female bees don't have reproductive organs. And the queen bee is just much more robust. So in nature, royal jelly is obviously causing some changes. Um, and then for humans, it's also an incredibly impactful food. So I mentioned brain health. There's been a lot of Western focus on the effects of royal jelly on the brain. So royal jelly, um, it's really fantastic for focus memory concentration. We have a lot of customers who are coming off years of study drug abuse and looking for something more natural. And a lot of them have really found royal jelly to be effective um, for brain issues. And then also it's incredible for concussion. So that's actually how mm. we formulated the Belixir product. My business partner, Daniel, he had a really severe concussion. He was knocked unconscious. And I put together this formula. It was just a plant-based formula with royal jelly in it. And it was his worst concussion and his best recovery because he has a history of concussions. We were able to actually test his biomarkers and, and check his recovery. Um, and it was his best recovery for sure. Um, so royal jelly is really helpful for that. And the scientific reasons behind royal jelly's effects, one is it's really high in acetylcholine, which is the neurotransmitter responsible for brain body connection. And the second thing about royal jelly, it contains these two fatty acids um, that are actually only naturally occurring in royal jelly. They're called AMP and one oxide and 10-HDA. And both of these fatty acids, they act as catalysts for neurogenesis. So they actually help your brain to create new clean neurons. So if you have an aging brain or you're struggling with a concussion or you're just, you know, like all of us exposed to daily stressors and carcinogens that affect our brain, um, it's a really great thing to help to kind of insulate the brain, protect it and help it to function in a healthy way. Uh, and then the other ingredients, since I'm just talking about our Belixir formula in there, so it's royal jelly. And then we've got Bacopa monnieri, which is mm -hmm. a plant-based ingredient. It's actually a leaf traditionally used in Ayurvedic medicine. It's an adaptogen, so it helps to modulate the stress response. And then it's also um, well-known for boosting mem long-term memory. So really great for that. It also acts as a neuroprotective agent. So the extent you're exposed to toxins, carcinogens, um, stressors, it helps to really protect the brain. And the third ingredient in that formula is ginkgo biloba, which is an extract from a tree, traditionally used in Chinese medicine. And ginkgo is really great for um, promoting circulation and reducing inflammation of the brain. So those three are just kind of a power pack formula to help to support the brain, boost memory, and sort of optimize your daily functions. Mm -hmm. I love that combination. And I love how you, you know, mention, um, you know, the, your partner's personal story with, um, you know, um, having the head trauma. I see a lot of patients who've had some type of head trauma or, um, you know, some type of, you know, it doesn't have to be a severe concussion, but any type of, you know, head trauma can affect our um, lymphatic system and our brain health and, you know, really helping to um, speed up the recovery helps, you know, prevent um, cognitive impairment and cognitive issues down the road. And um, I love all of those herbs. We use a lot of bacopa and ginkgo. Um, so I think that's a really wonderful um, combination. I'm going to, um, I'm going to try that out for sure. That, um, sounds really important for getting blood flow and, you know, all of the benefits of, you know, Royal jelly. So that, that was, yeah, that's, a, the, those are all wonderful ideas, Carly. Um, it's, it's also really interesting. So I, I'm talking a lot about Royal jelly for the brain because that's where the science has been. And, uh -huh. you know, we are very science focused. Our whole thing at beekeepers naturals is, you know, applying the scientific rigor typical of the pharmaceutical world to plant-based ingredients. So that there's, you're not left guessing. A huge issue for me as a consumer with the natural health space was 
I was left guessing. There was a lot of stuff that looked great anecdotally, but it wasn't properly tested. Or if it was really great ingredients, they weren't in the right quantities to actually have an effect. We spend a lot of time testing for bioavailability, um, testing extraction type and building things in line with studies that have been published. So that's kind of why I was talking so much about the yeah. we're seeing a lot there. There was actually a study that came out of University of Warsaw that found that regular consumption of royal jelly helps your spatial reasoning. And we've seen a lot of athletes actually rely on royal jelly for performance, which is really cool. But then anecdotally, royal jelly has been used for a very long time. That's the cool thing about these bee products. They're definitely not new. I certainly did not discover them. I mean, the first recorded human use of propolis dates back to 300 BC. So a lot of these things from propolis to royal jelly to pollen have been used in other cultures for healing for a very, very long time. Many of them predate um, a lot of the medical stuff that we use today. And so in, in other cultures, you've seen, I mean, in traditional Chinese medicine, royal jelly is often used for hormonal balance for both men and women. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of TCM practitioners who the first thing they do when they take a woman off birth control is put her on our B-powered blend, just because there's a really high concentration of royal jelly. Mm-hmm. And there have been a few very early studies as well that have found that royal jelly has been effective for men and women for hormonal balance. Um, so that's really cool. And then also royal jelly is a great immunomodulator. So it does definitely help with the immune system. It helps to stabilize and it's really high in antioxidants, fatty acids. Um, so it's just one of those foods that's great to incorporate into the routine. And it is definitely helpful for supporting energy levels. No, I am glad you mentioned all of those, um, you know, benefits and, you know, I see a lot of patients with, uh, neurological illness and, you know, brain issues. So I think highlighting, you know, the Royal jelly, um, its benefits on the brain is probably, um, probably underappreciated or under, you know, not talked about enough. So I, I think that's great. There's a lot of benefits. Um, so Carly, you also have honey products and then bee pollen, right? As well, I, I forgot to mention the bee pollen as we're chatting because I, I put bee pollen in my smoothie every day. And um, no, I, I, I definitely um, find that to be really valuable. Um, can you talk about um, bee pollen and uh, your, your product line? Definitely. So I love bee pollen. Um, we have a raw bee pollen, which if you don't have it already, I'll make sure to get you something to put on your smoothie. And then we also have bee pollen in our bee powered blend. So the bee powered blend, I've mentioned it a lot. I should probably just map it out for everyone. <laughs> so it's a superfood honey. And in one teaspoon, you've got 745 milligrams of royal jelly, 532 milligrams of pollen and 43 milligrams of propolis. So in one teaspoon, you're getting medicinal grade dosages of all the hive superfoods and it's in a sustainably sourced raw honey base. So you can use it the same way you, you use honey or the way you use manuka. I like to take it by the spoon, but lots of customers will put it in their tea, their coffee, use it to sweeten their smoothies. I drizzle it over pretty much everything from yogurt to granola. Um, but it's really great because it exposes you to all of the bee products in a really high dosage. But I just want to also let people know the the dosage is a teaspoon. It's pretty high grade. So you definitely do not need more than that. Um, also for anybody who's allergic to pollen, you're getting a lot of pollen in the bee powered blend. So just be very careful with it. Um, but bee pollen is really an amazing food. I like to think of bee pollen as nature's multivitamin. I'm actually not a big fan of multivitamins because a lot of the time they titrate. Um, they don't absorb well in your body. You kind of just pee them out. But with pollen, because it's, yeah, with pollen, because it's coming in a food source, it's much more bioavailable and it's also full of live enzymes. So bee pollen, it's got broad spectrum vitamins, um, A, B, C, E. It's really high in B vitamins actually. So it's awesome for people who are vegetarian or plant-based. Um, also really great for boosting energy levels. 
And so I take a teaspoon of pollen every single day and I really do use it as my multivitamin. I use it to just kind of cover my bases nutritionally. And then there's been some studies that have found that pollen is really beneficial for boosting endurance. There's actually a study that found that um, they, they looked at performance of Eastern European athletes and when they consumed bee pollen, it increased the blood hemoglobin values. So it allowed the body to be better oxygenated. And so that's why it was really effective for endurance. So I love taking bee pollen before a workout. Um, I usually do actually a scoop of bee power before a workout to fuel me, but bee pollen is really fantastic just for general health, um, endurance boosting for boosting energy levels and, and just making sure that you are getting all of those vitamins in. And then another cool thing about bee pollen, it's actually got more protein per weight than any animal source. So that's per weight and pollen's small. So keep that in mind. But it is really interesting that it has that level of protein. And then in the hive, bee pollen is the bee's protein. So they they go from flower to flower and um, they collect the pollen and mix it with their enzymes and they pack it on their hind legs and then they bring it into the hive and it's their main protein source. The bees are quite smart, aren't they? I'm sure as they are very you, I'm, I'm sure as you've learned more and more about them and spent time with them, I, I actually have a dear friend who um, started keeping hives. Um, we live in Seattle and so in Bainbridge Island. and so um, so yeah, he um, you know he's gone down the rabbit hole with beekeeping and I, every time I learn about it, I'm just like it just um, yeah, it just puts you in awe of nature and nature's wisdom of how you know the bees are um, you know they're so complex. Right, they have a, a huge complexity um, to, um, you know, how they how they operate in the world. So, and that's why we, you know, I, I think as we wrap up, just I know you mentioned this um, already, but you know, um, I know you are committed to sustainability and you know, the, that the bee population is suffering and we need to take that as a, a wake up call into the choices that we're all um, contributing to and, you know, making in our environment. And what, what do you feel are the biggest threats to bees at this point in time? I mean, one of the biggest threats is definitely pesticides. That's, you know, that's why we work really hard at the company beyond the health effects to ensure that our bees are kept away from pesticides, but pesticides are really harmful uh, and to the extent that you can reduce your use and exposure in your household, it's really important. So I always encourage people, please do not use pesticides on your lawn. And something really supportive you can do for bee health, if you just plant organic heirloom, untreated flowers, even if you don't have a big space and it's just a balcony garden, that's something that actually makes a big difference for the bees. A huge issue is that they don't have access to clean food because of the rampant use of pesticides. So if you can expose them to some clean food, even just putting out a pot of flowers, it really does make a difference. So pesticides are a huge one. Um, for that reason, I also am really big on eating organic and organic is certainly not perfect. There's a lot of issues there, but um, as a consumer, it's, it's you know another step I can take to help support an industry that's at least moving away from these pesticides that are really harmful. Mm -hmm. uh, and then to the extent you can, going to farmer's market, supporting biodynamic and truthfully organic growers um, and just having the conversation about it's really important so getting the bees away from pesticides is a big one and then another issue is climate change and you know that's affecting our entire world in a really big way mm -hmm. um, but what's happening with with climate change especially in cold areas where bees hibernate what happens is they'll there'll be a random warm day and they'll come out for their cleansing flight and then suddenly it will get cold again and they'll freeze and die so you know we've definitely seen a lot of that in colder climates we've We've seen that um, in Canada for sure. 
Um, and, you know, all of this feeds into one thing. So just being really aware of the environment and supporting in that way. And then what we do at Beekeepers, so beyond our sustainable supply chain, we actually work really closely with two charity partners. In Canada, we work with the Canadian Bee Research Fund. And then in the U.S., we work with UC Davis Bee Research. So we have an apparel line and we have these cute teas and hats that say things like no honey, mo problems and save the bees. <laughs> and we give a portion of profit from that whole line to our charity partner. Um, and then we also have a vehicle to donate through our website. So if anyone's interested, those are really fantastic organizations and I really encourage you to give back. And then another thing too, I just want to encourage everyone to have the conversation about bees. There are so many issues in today's world. It's really easy to overlook the pollinators, but we cannot keep overlooking them or else it's going to end up being too late because pollinators contribute to one third of our food supply. If we lose the bees, we're going to have a global food crisis, not to mention the the ripple effects on our ecosystem because bees pollinate um, a lot of the flowers that other creatures feed on. So it's just really important to be aware of how important these these little insects are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I appreciate you, you know, educating us and, you know, we all have the power to make the decisions that we can within our community. And, you know, awareness is, you know, absolutely uh, the first step for, for sure. And I, I think, um, you know, we're, you know, so interconnected to, our environment and, you know, the bees have so much to offer us on so many levels and, you know, we should, you know, honor and listen, um, you know, that they are struggling right now. And I appreciate that your, your company is also committed to the cause and, you know, changing the course. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm ultimately an optimist, even though, you know, we, we know all that we know, um, you know, we all have the power to, you know, change the course, um, with our decisions. So, so no, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, thank you, Carly, for sharing all of this information. I mean, this was super informative and really inspiring at the same time. I, I think that you have uh, like a dual message of not only the, you know, the health products and all of the um, things to pr- promote health and healing through the, the bee products, but also, you know, your story and being connected to really a purposeful, um, inspired and, you know, passionate business that you're using to, you know, help people heal and also um, you know, contribute to more of a sustainable ecosystem within our um, society. So I, I really appreciate all that you're doing and your story and um, your time today. And if people want to learn more about you and how to find um, your products, your company, of course, is Beekeepers Naturals. And so how can people find more um, about you and your products? So all of our information is available at beekeepersnaturals.com. You can purchase all our products there and as well, just learn more about the cause, the products, general health. We have an incredible blog to check out. And then we're available on all the social fronts. So Instagram is beekeepers underscore naturals. We're on Facebook. Um, So definitely come check us out. We love hearing from you. And if anybody is interested in getting more involved, please reach out. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And we'll have all this information in the show notes as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today with Carly Stein. And please check out her website and her products. They're wonderful. I really love her propolis throat spray. I've found that to be helpful with my own health. And um, check out our Body Electric Summit that is launching um, very soon. And it's going to be live October 7th through 13th. I'm really proud and excited about this project. And there's a lot of wonderful speakers talking about concepts 
of energy medicine and vibrational healing and we cover things from color therapy to EFT to frequency specific microcurrent and more. So I hope you um, enjoy that summit and I look forward to hearing from all of you soon.